Welcome to Truly Creepy with Brittany and Sarah. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm frustrated with technology, but nothing's new there. (laughs) Oh, I feel that so much. I am so ready to move so that I have better internet. We just struggled with our internet, and when I say we, I mean my husband struggled with the internet and setting up our new stuff yesterday for a good, like, three hours. Like, it was just, and we get on the phone with the people, and they're like, oh, here, I can help you. And then we get to the source of the problem, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I can't help you with that. You're going to have to call someone else. Just, like, pull out my hair. (laughs) Of course. But we ended up not having to do that, and he figured it out on his own. So, oh, good. But it was still an absolute nightmare. It's a nightmare. The whole absolute. Thing. I'm not looking to forward to the like whole getting a house set up thing with all yeah. this stuff. But <laughs> at least you'll have internet. Yes, hopefully. Well, and I have two roommates, so it's not <laughs> like I'm figuring it out on my own. <laughs> yeah, you'll actually have some other people there to help you. Yeah. Which is good. So you decided on your episode today and i'm curious to know what it is well it's a good thing we had that little lighthearted banter because this one is rough it's a pretty it's a pretty rough one um i apologize now to the whole of france as i'm about to mispronounce a whole bunch of french words and names um because i'm very american (laughs) all right so my My story is <laughs> oh, that's funny. the Poppin Sisters. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Okay, um, that name sounds familiar. You've probably heard this one. It's pretty popular amongst like the true crime world. Uh, I've li- I know I've listened to a lot of episodes of other podcasts on this one. We are going to start with talking about their like early life and then we'll get into the crime that they committed. So the Poppin sisters grew up in a household that was not happy. They lived in Le Mans, France, or south of Le Mans, France. So that's like a northern town in France. And they lived right outside of that in a village. Their parents, Clemence Thierry and Gustave Poppin, uh, had a pretty toxic relationship even before they had kids. And so the kids were born into this very unhappy household. The first daughter of the Poppin family was Amelia, and she was born in 1902. But this was not celebrated because there were rumors that Clemence was actually having an affair with her boss, and Gustave actually didn't think that Amelia was his child, but they got married because she was pregnant. And that's just what you did in the early 1900s sometimes even still today. So in 1904, Gustav actually moved the family away from the town that they were living in in an effort to escape the rumors about Clemence's betrayal. And shortly after their move, Christine was born in 1905, but again, the arrival was not celebrated. Clemence was consumed by her depression, and at this point, Gustav was pretty deep into his alcoholism, and Christine was sent to live with her aunt and uncle since her parents couldn't care for her, and sadly, at the age of seven, she was sent to an orphanage. The older sister, Amelia, was also sent to an orphanage at the age of 10. Goodness gracious. And so just like not a great yeah not a great thing uh the youngest poppin sister leah or leah i'm sorry french (laughs) 
Leia was born in 1911 and she was living in a really tense household and was said to have been a very quiet, nervous child. And eventually, as the parents' marriage broke down, Leia was sent to an orphanage as well. So did they all go to the same orphanage or did they get sent to separate ones? I believe that Amelia was at one orphanage and the other two were at another one. Okay. So they weren't all three together. Okay. In 1918, Amelia actually went to a convent and lived out the rest of her life there becoming a nun. And that ended her relationship with her family. So she seems to have gotten out of that toxic environment completely. Uh, Christine also wanted to become a nun, but their mom forbid her from doing this. Instead, sending her to become employed so that the mom could reap the benefits by getting the money from her daughter. Which I don't even understand how she still had any say in what went on in her kid's life because she like put them in an orphanage. I don't understand why they would still let her be like, no, she can't become a nun. She needs to go get a job. Yeah, that's really weird. Christine had trained in many household duties while at the orphanage and was sent to become a live-in maid for many wealthy families in Le Mans and was known to be a good cook and a hard worker, but she often was insubordinate. And several years later, Leia followed in Christine's footsteps, also becoming a maid for the wealthy in Le Mans, and she too was handing over her paychecks to their mother. I don't understand how their mom was benefiting from their kids that they gave away, but what do I know? Unlike Christine, Leia was said to be quiet, introverted. She was very obedient, but they said that she wasn't as smart as Christine. I mean, that seems kind of rude, but... That's how she was was described in all the articles I read. They worked for different families throughout the years. Uh, Sometimes they would end up in the same home and they really liked when they got to work together, but for the most part, they were separated. And their father often would comment on his dissatisfaction with the houses that they were working in and urge them to go find higher paying jobs because again, apparently their parents were still reaping the benefits even though they'd given their kids away. Just makes zero sense. It makes no sense at all. I don't understand. If you give your kids to an orphanage, you shouldn't have any claim to them at all. I mean, that makes the most logical sense. So in 1926, Christine began working for the Lancelin family and convinced Madame Lancelin to hire Leia as a chambermaid so they'd be able to work together. And in the beginning, the job seemed to be very luxurious for the sisters. The Lancelin family was made up of Monsieur René Lancelin. He was a retired lawyer. His wife, Madame Leone and their adult daughter Genevieve. They had another daughter, but she was married and lived outside the house. The Lancelins lived in a beautiful two-story townhouse in Le Mans, and they had a very luxurious lifestyle. And from all appearances, the Papin sisters were very well taken care of by them. They lived in a heated room, ate the same food as the family, were paid normal wages, and Madame Lancelin even went to their mom, Clemence, and told her that she needed to get her own money and that the girl were no longer going to be giving her their wages. Wow. Yeah. And so living with this family was the most stable household the sisters had ever had. And they were, they seemed to be very well taken care of by the family. And they were really dedicated to their jobs and good workers. And a lot of people envied the Lancelins for having such good servants because most people, I guess, didn't think that their servants were dedicated hard workers. I don't know. It's like a lot of bashing going on. Right? (laughs) But the sisters worked like 14 hour days like six days a week they worked a half day on Sunday so they basically only had like one half day off a week nope 
Which, as servants, I mean, I guess that's not really an unusual thing for this time period. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a job that you don't really get a lot of downtime. I mean, you're basically taking care of an entire household. That stuff doesn't just stop. Yeah, so in the entire seven years that the girls worked for the Lancelin families, they never spoke to Renee. They only communicated with Liani. Even though they communicated with Lonnie, it was only in written notes. They never actually spoke to her. That's weird. Yes. So they never talked to Renee the whole time that they worked there. And then they only communicated with Leonie in notes. And so from the outside, it looked like they had this really great thing going. But from the inside, Christine and Leia were not happy with their situation. They felt that the Lancelins were very detached from them, that they didn't have like a good, I don't know, like they weren't getting attention, I guess. Which which I I feel like as a servant boss relationship, you shouldn't need that sort of connection. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe they just, they were lacking it in their entire life. And so when they finally found someone who's going to stick up to them, like for them and someone that actually treats them with a little bit of decency, they just kind of want more because they've never had that before. Yeah, I guess so. And so they just felt that they weren't getting attention from them either. And this led them to feel slighted by the Lancelins just like they did by their parents. And it was said that even though Leone was very good to them and she took care of them and she like stood up to their mom and everything, but she demanded perfection in her household and she performed white glove tests to check the cleanliness of the home. So she would go behind them and like double check and make sure that they were cleaning to her specifications. But again, I don't feel like this would be like super uncommon in this situation. I mean, honestly, like my kids really like to help out with chores and they love to like just help clean and do things like that. And I go back behind them too and kind of see how they're doing. I mean, I don't do like a white glove and go behind them, but I I do make sure that they're doing it right just so they can learn. So when they get older, they already know how to do it right. So, I mean, that doesn't seem too far-fetched. Yeah, and I imagine like if you have a live-in maid, you're going to want to make sure that like this person you're paying is doing their job. I mean, yeah, it does seem like micromanaging, but at the same time, I feel like in the like 1920s, 1930s, like that wouldn't be super uncommon for the lady of the house to go back and like double check that you were cleaning to her specifications. Yeah. For sure. But they took, the sisters took a great offense to all of this. And after years of working for them, the luxury of the life kind of wore off and they began to resent the family. And Christine was still suffering from the trauma of her childhood. And Leia was really impressionable and pretty much just followed whatever Christine told her to do and how she was supposed to feel and all of that. So the tension between the sisters and the Lancelin family came to a boil on February 2nd, 1933. When Christine was 27 and Leia was 21, Renee was out with friends and then was going to his brother's home for dinner. And Leonie and Genevieve were out shopping and were supposed to go meet uh, Renee at his brother's after they were done shopping. And the Papa and sisters weren't expecting any of them home. They ran their errands, did their chores, the usual things that they did on a day-to-day basis. And one of the errands was to go get a broken iron that they had taken to the electrician. And when they returned home, they plugged the iron in. They were going to iron some clothes 
themselves. And unfortunately, the iron was still broken and caused an electric, like they blew an electric fuse to the power and the house went out. And they thought, well, the family's not coming back until really late. So it's not something we need to fix right now because they probably won't notice that the power is out when they get home so late. So we'll just wait and do it in the morning. So the girls just, I don't know, lit a candle and went about their business. But Leonie and Genevieve decided to come home on their way to go meet Renee for dinner. And unfortunately, this led to a fight when they discovered the power was out. They say that Leonie overreacted and started attacking the girls. Oh, God. And in retaliation, Christine, who'd been, you know, building up this rage over time from working for these women, the pent-up rage from her youth that she still hadn't dealt with, struck Leonie on the head with a heavy jug. And then when Genevieve tried to get Christine off of her mother, Christine gouged out genevieve's eyes oh god yes horrifying and then she instructed leia to do the same to leoni it's horrible horrible these women were alive when their eyes were ripped out of their socks like that's horrifying oh god i can't think of anything more horrifying than that like that makes my eyes hurt right it's it's just horrifying and i also can't even imagine like the amount like that just seems like such a difficult thing to do i don't I can't wrap my head around that, but... That seems like a lot of force to get those, like, eyes out. Right? Oh, so they went into the kitchen and dug through drawers and stuff, collecting items, and went back in and began beating the defenseless women with hammers and knives and other kitchen utensils until they were dead. Once they were dead, they began stabbing them beyond recognition, mutilating their faces, thighs, butts, and genitals. And after the attack, which lasted for apparently two hours, the Poppin sisters oh. went up to the room, lit a candle, got in, like, stripped down, got in bed with the weapons they had used to kill them. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. And they got in the same bed naked. There's a lot of, like, suspicion that they were, like, having an incestuous relationship and, like, a bunch of weird stuff. Um, oh, that's really odd. Yes. So, of course, when... Leonie and Genevieve didn't arrive at his brother's house for dinner. Renee went home to look for them. But when he got to the house, he found that the doors were locked. It was eerily quiet and completely pitch black inside because the power was out. So Renee called the police and one of the officers broke into the house. Uh, He climbed over a back wall and was able to get in that way. And when he entered the house, he found the brutally murdered bodies of Leonie and Genevieve. One of Genevieve's eyes was laying next to her body and Leonie's eyes found in the folds of her scarf (gasps) yes oh and you can actually see the pictures from the crime scene and even though they're in black and white and they're super grainy because it was 1933 it's like you can still see how horrifying it was so renee was worried that the two housekeepers had also been slaughtered so they went on a search to find the two sisters they found christine and Leah in their room in bed together with the very weapons they had used to murder the Lancelin women. They immediately confessed to the double murder and Christine simply stated it was her or us claiming that the murders were in self-defense. Leia told the police from now on I am dumb and deaf and she remained quiet and like for most of the time that she was detained. Uh, The sisters were separated once they were arrested leading Christine to grow more paranoid and outraged. And in July of 1933, she had an episode and attempted to claw her own eyes out and officers were forced to put her in a straitjacket. What is up with the eyes? 
Yeah, I don't know. And so after she had this episode, she claimed to the magistrate that she had had a similar episode on the day of the murders and that's what caused her to commit them. So she was really feeding into that like insanity thing. Yeah. Of course, everyone was talking about these murders and everyone had theories. Doctors said that they believed the cause was psychosis and mental instability and some theorized that the sisters were suffering from a psychotic disorder called folia du, which is a condition where two people share the same psychosis, causing them to have shared psychotic symptoms, including hearing voices, feelings of persecution, and the capability to incite violence and perceived self-defense against an imagined threat. Those suffering from this paranoia will often focus on a mother figure that they think is persecuting them. In this case, the perceived threat was Leoni. And there's often one person in the shared paranoia that gives the orders to the other in this case christine was the one that they believed was directing leia because she had the more dominant personality others didn't buy that it was a psychosis a lot of them believed that they were rebelling against the upper class for the poor treatment of servants and some even idolized the women for making an example of their elitist employers so I just decided that I wanted to look up the photos because I was curious and I'm I wish I wouldn't have done that. I told you (laughs) they are so good like you literally you were oh my god you can't even tell that you can barely tell that these were human beings oh yes completely unrecognizable completely oh my god it looks like they got attacked by like an animal i told you it was horrifying yeah you're 100 percent right guys don't go look at these don't look you now don't do it (laughs) yeah don't unless you want to be really sad god almighty i can't believe that two women were able to do that that's just complete mind-boggling brutalization is horrible oh completely yeah so obviously they went to trial. So Christine and Leia went to trial September 1933 and crowds actually gathered outside the courthouse and police had to be brought in to control them and it basically just became a huge spectacle which doesn't surprise me at all because that's what happens in cases like this. The sisters claimed their self-defense stating that a fight broke out between them and the Lancelin women and Christine and Leah were just defending themselves. Well, Christine was defending herself and Leia was told to join in by Christine and was instructed to claw out Liani's eyes. Medical testimony at the trial was given and they stated that Christine had an average intelligence and was dominant in the relationship between her and Leia and Leia, who they said was of lower intelligence, had been dominated to the point that she no longer had her own personality and just did and acted however Christine told her to. They cited that the family had alleged history of mental illness and that this is what caused the mental breakdown that happened and caused the women to brutally murder these other women. But the courts didn't buy the insanity plea and sentenced Christine to death and Leia to 10 years imprisonment. Her punishment was lighter because they believed that she only participated because she'd been so heavy dominated by Christine. I feel like even at that point, she participated in a murder and she was just as guilty. The courts didn't feel the same way. Leia got a lesser sentence and Christine's sentence was converted to life in prison, which was really common for women at the time. 
and she had frequent bouts of madness and would often refuse to eat. She was eventually moved to an asylum where she later died of cachexia or wasting away syndrome on May 18th, 1937. So basically she like starved herself to death by refusing to eat uh, and eventually died from it. Leia was released from prison in 1941 and she was released after only eight years because she had good behavior. She moved to another town where their mother lived and gained work under a false name as a hotel maid because they always get false names when they get out of prison and nobody ever knows who they are. Ridiculous. But it's believed that she died in yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's believed she's di- she died in 1982, but no one really knows since she went under a false name after she got out. No one really will ever know what caused the Poppin sisters to brutally murder their employers, but the case lives on in infamy in France. And is absolutely horrendous. It's such a brutal case. And I probably talked way too fast because I just wanted to get through it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do remember this one vaguely. I do remember this one a little bit. Was this the one when like they were detained? Like they were on opposite sides from one another and like one of the scissors would be like chanting or doing something weird and then like the one on the other side would be doing like the exact same thing and it like freaked out the nurses or whatever i think that was the twins in like ireland or scotland or somewhere that that's what happened with them but they also had foliada okay that that sounded familiar Yes, there are several cases of folia do that get covered a lot in true crime stories. And I think that one was the one with the twins. Okay. Yeah, I do remember this one, though, with the sisters and and the the eyeball thing, because that's just... You don't forget that. Yeah. (laughs) You don't forget that, what to hear about that. Like, ugh. No. And then, you you don't forget those crime scene photos if you go and look them up. Yeah, no, you don't. And I don't suggest doing that. And they're in articles. Like, all the articles I was reading had the crime scene photos in them, and I would just, like, scroll really fast past them because even in black and white, you can tell how horrific they were. Oh, gosh. It's horrible. Like I said, it looks like they got mauled by, like, some mat, like, a lion. Like, it looks horrible, which then they're they're going to trial, and they're like, oh, with self-defense. Like, okay, I understand some people, like, that happening and, like, protecting yourself, but that- But not to that extent. Not to that extent. Like, that just seems like years and years and years of just pent-up rage just manifesting onto these poor people. Yeah, and if it wasn't some sort of psychosis that they were experiencing, then I don't like I can't wrap my head around someone just being that brutal and not having some sort of psychotic episode. I just I can't. Yeah. Yeah, same. That was that's a doozy. That's one of those interesting, like, trying to figure out the mind things where you just can't. There's no way. There's. uh, None at all. (laughs) Yeah. None at all. I don't. That was. Yeah. That was crazy. That was very brutal. And it, it sounds like their family did have a history of mental illness with the dad's alcoholism, the mom's depression. I guess there was an uncle that had committed suicide. So. I could lean more towards than having some sort of psychotic episode where they just detached and yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, having the kind of background that they have with the genetic part of it and then being just kind of like predisposed to some kind of psychotic behavior being in orphanages, but then your parents still having control over you, but then them not really being your parents and then just bouncing around and the life from place in the to place. Orphanage was definitely not a good life. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it, it just seems like some like PTSD, childhood trauma just... And like you said, they didn't deal with it again. Like I'm sure mental health back then wasn't the greatest, if at all. So they had no way of really getting through and working through that. So like most people, they probably suppressed it. And then all their other history, all their other history kind of combined into one just made this unfortunate, like perfect storm for something like that to happen. And I could see as like the younger impressionable sibling Leia being like brought in by Christine and just doing whatever Christine told her to. Yeah, her older sister definitely seems like a bully. And you know, if they if what they said is true that she just like had a super submissive personality in Christine as a dominant person just used that to her advantage. And I mean, siblings kind of they tend to do that as well like the younger ones are going to follow with the older ones just do. naturally just naturally yeah. right so i mean naturally she's going to follow but then i mean at least in my mind i feel like even though i, f- I would want to do what my older sister's doing or i feel like she's going to be my protector and she's the one person i can trust to help me i still feel like i'd be like oh gouging gouging someone's eyes out that just does not seem right but if she's I mean, I don't know. That just, maybe she didn't want to make her sister mad. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe she was worried that if she didn't do it, the same thing would happen to her. Yeah. Her sister's already going Any, a little anything, cuckoo. Anything is possible. Um, and we'll never really know that they didn't really understand the mental illness then. Yeah. And I'm kind of assuming also that with them being in the orphanages and kind of just working these jobs as housemaids that they weren't very educated so probably not a lot of that i feel like might have to do with some of what happened as well i don't know probably it honestly though it doesn't really matter what in the heck it's just that's just so brutal just period i mean it definitely wasn't self-defense yeah i'm not even sure sure how they thought they could claim that i know like self-defense would be like whacking them over the head once and getting them to knock out or you know maybe accidentally hitting them too hard and then like smashing the floor or something but then to go and get like hammers and knives and god knows what else and uh, the eyes and then lock the doors yeah and then lock the doors they had that's something i never understand about when people are like oh it was an accident but then they do things like hide the body or like they take precautions after said accident. And I just have never understood that defense. Like, oh, I, it happened accidentally. I didn't mean to do it. But then but you let like me go buy the afterwards to cover up the crime. <laughs> yeah, let me just go hide this accidental killing. Like, excuse me, what? If I was in that like, situation, a true something- accident. <laughs> yeah, if it was like a true accident, God forbid. I wouldn't run and hide or try to cover it up. I'd be calling that. I mean, but I guess some people too at the same time, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to call the police and then have them show up and be like arrested and, and go to jail and all this stuff when it really is self-defense. But I feel like if you're like legit- I don't like, know, because they admitted like right away that they had done it. So- Oh, God. Like as soon as they were found in their room, they were like, yeah, we did it. We killed them. Uh, 
I mean, again, the only time that I would ever be like, oh, yeah, like that happened is if it was a self-defense. Like, I wouldn't go hide the body. I'd try to call someone and be like, what the f- do I do now? Like, this happened on exactly. accident. Exactly. Or like, go find a police officer if it's 1933. You yeah. have to go find someone. Like, you know. I wouldn't just go take my the knives and go sleep in my bed. Like, what? Yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep, period, after that. Like, how how crazy? Well, I'd be crazy. in a corner rocking back and forth. But uh, Yeah, I wouldn't be able to just go get in my bed and fall asleep. Like, what? There would be no way. But the difference between us and them is... <laughs> that we have at least some sort of mental stability. Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> oh, well. That was That is definitely well, a doozy. Yeah, this one is horrible. Like I said, I probably talked super fast telling the story just because I wanted to get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) It seems pretty good. I can keep up with you. That's good. Hopefully everybody else can too. (laughs) I'm sure they can. If they listen on Spotify and I believe Apple Podcasts, you know, you could change the speed and you can slow it down a little bit. So if they are a little fast, no one goes and listens to it on double like Brittany does. (laughs) Okay, my brain just works at a different speed than everyone else's. I can put mine to like 1.2, and that's about a good speed for me. But I tried to listen to a podcast the way that Brittany does, and I got about a minute in was like, nope, I can't do this. That's way too fast. All right. I sometimes will put it down to like one and a half speed, and sometimes that works. But if I listen to it at the normal speed... I feel like they're talking in slow motion. Yeah, I don't know how it, to explain it, it otherwise. <laughs> it depends on which it depends on which podcast, but I can pretty much just put it on like 1.2 and be good. Oh, this is like every podcast. I must listen to every podcast at like twice the speed. Oh my god, no, I cannot do that. No way. Audiobooks, podcast, all of them. Sometimes audiobooks, I have to do like two and a half because they read it really slow because they're like enunciating all the words. Yeah, and say that I that one makes a little bit more sense. I I totally understand that, but podcasts it makes my head hurt to go that fast. But yeah, that oh yeah, I don't Alabunga. know. Maybe I should now talk I'm to not a doctor be able to stop that. thinking about that picture. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's like burned into your brain. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is burned into my brain. I was like, oh, you know, I've looked at these kind of crime told- scene photos before. I mean, I was in I Francis told you class, not to I'm look like, at it. <laughs> You did, but if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to be the opposite and do it anyways. Until I've learned my lesson to stop doing that anymore, that might have been the picture for me to learn my lesson. (laughs) I'm glad that you learned your lesson this early on in the podcast. (laughs) Oh, boy. It only took 12 episodes, 13 episodes. I don't know what episode we're on. I don't know what episode we're on. I think this is 13. I think it's, oh, is this our lucky number 13? Let me go look. So. I'm going to go look and see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eleven, twelve. So this, yeah, this is 13. Well, congratulations to us for hitting lucky 13. Yay. Woohoo. Number 13, we hit 200 downloads. Yes, so thank you to everyone who has helped us get to our 200 downloads. That is so very exciting, and we thank every single one of you for listening to us. 
I also wanted to thank all of our new followers on Twitter. Uh, within the past two hours, we have almost doubled our followers on Twitter and are almost up to 200 Dang. now. So I wanted to thank all of our new Twitter followers. If you would like to follow us on Twitter and get some more content, we are on Twitter at truly underscore creepy. We've gotten pop very popular over the past couple of hours. I don't know what the heck happened, but we just kind of spiked. And hey, I'm here I'm for it. Very excited. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Come, come join our little Twitter following that we have going on now. You can also follow us on Instagram at truly creepy. We have our Patreon where we've got a bunch of different stuff up now. We've got a cool little behind the scenes clip that's up for all of our patrons. We've got our 19 uh, Crimes Wine episode that is up for our VIP patrons. And we've got, I mean, tons of content and tons of things that are constantly being posted on there, as well as having access to our podcast a couple of days early. So if you would love to support us, go ahead and head on over to Patreon. Patreon, become a patron. You can just go to patreon.com slash truly creepy, or you can search for us and we'll pop up. As always, we also have our email address, which is truly creepy podcast at gmail.com. I'm still getting a bunch of listener stories in. If you would like to submit your own, please DM us on Instagram or Twitter or email us wherever you can reach us. I would love to add a couple more stories so I can Call do me, a, we can do a full listeners me. episode. Call me, beat me if you want to read. Wait, isn't that impossible? Sure is. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of myself for remembering that. <laughs> I'm I proud used to of you. love that show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So yes, uh, all of those things are available. We would love to do a full-fledged listener story. So let's get those stories coming coming in. And also check out Kim, pa- Kim Possible if you've never heard of that show because that'll change your life as well. Indeed. So I don't actually have a hint for what I'm going to do for my next podcast. I'm also going to keep it a little bit of a secret, so you'll just have to stay Ooh. tuned. Yeah, I have to just stay tuned and just check back for my next podcast to figure out what I'm doing. Alrighty, as always, thank you for listening and be sure to share us with your friends and we will talk to you later. Keep it truly creepy. Bye!